0: Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad, and thank you very much for being here. I really appreciate that. I hope your day is going well. I hope your cup of coffee is warm and strong. I, uh, I'm i actually drinking tea this afternoon, you know, because sometimes you just don't need the full force of a cup of coffee, and I don't... I don't keep decaf in the house. Not that I'm opposed to it. It would actually come in handy on days like today when, uh, you know, you just need a little bit of pick-me-up, but you're not looking for, you know, you don't want to have a full dose of caffeine at at some parts of the day, depending on when you like to go to sleep. Some people use the half-calf, you know, the half-calf, decaffeinated half-regular. That would come in very handy, but... I have to say, even though this is a coffee show, I, I do love Earl Grey tea. I mean, hey, if it's good enough for Jean-Luc Picard, it's good enough for me. Um, how about you? Are you are you coffee only? Do you, do you dabble in the teas? I know some people that listen to the show don't even drink coffee, which is fine, too, by the way. We, we, we don't shame here at the Coffee Buzz. You do your own vices. I uh, recently read The 48 Laws of Power. This book came out, what, no, 1998. Um, I didn't realize it was was this old because it seems like suddenly, like, it's everywhere I look. Um, One of my podcasts that I go to, The Daily Stoic, uh, Ryan Holiday is the host. He's always hanging out with uh, the author, Robert Greene. And that's that's where I heard of it. And so you know how the algorithm is. Like once you watch a video of someone's, uh, they just start serving it more to you. And after hearing a few responses to the book, I thought, you know what? I have to try this. I have to read this because it elicits such extreme responses uh, the first thing that kind of caught my attention was the fact that this book is banned in uh, some prisons, uh, which I found very interesting. It made me think, well, there must be something to these 48 laws of power if they don't want inmates getting a hold of this book. Um, yeah, but some people really cannot stand it. I think because Robert Greene is a very blunt uh, and honest about the human condition and about our sort of selfish tendencies. And I think if someone is, um, how shall I say this? If they take the moral high ground a lot, they may not appreciate this book for, for what it is. And there are some, uh, some laws here that, you know, when I, uh, before I got to like the third one, I thought, man, this guy does not pull any punches. Like he, uh, well, let me just go through a few of the more outrageous laws. <laughs> the first one that really kind of got my, uh, made me sort of my, my eyebrow sort of went up a little bit. Like, did did he just say that? Because <laughs> it says, never put too much trust in friends. Learn how to use your enemies. And the argument that he makes is that you're better off If you're, let's say you're running a business, you're better off hiring an enemy than one of your friends, Uh, basically because your friends are going to get envious of you. They might even undermine you. The enemy is going to be more loyal than a friend because that person has to try harder to prove himself. Uh, What other ones did uh, kind of that? may be a little offensive to people. Conceal your intentions. He says to always hide your true intentions. Create a smoke screen. Throws people off balance. Oh, you'll love this one. Discover each man's thumbscrew. Everyone has a weakness, a hole in his armor. Find it and use it as leverage that you can use to your advantage. And again, this book I do not believe is written um, as a way to interact with people on a personal level. You know, this is strictly business, in my opinion, you know, in the corporate world, or if you're running your own business, things like that. And, you know, it's, uh, as, as Madonna said, you know, it's a material world, and I'm a material girl. But there were some gems that, that really shine. And I always try to focus on what I like in a book, rather than what I don't like. Um, so I want to, Outline those things uh, from here. So one of it's law number one. So you know it's got to be uh, a good one to to take note of. But it says never outshine the master. Uh, ensure that those above you always feel superior. Get out of your way to make your bosses look better and feel smarter than everyone else. Everyone is insecure, but an insecure boss can retaliate more strongly than others can. I've seen this happen just in the workplace. I remember training a guy, this has been years ago, and his first day on the job, and I'm just kind of going through, this is how we do this, this is how we do that, and you've probably experienced this before, but uh, immediately he just started saying, no, you shouldn't do it that way. This is how, this. I went my other job, this is how we did it, worked out much better. Uh, and it was just every five minutes, uh, the guy did that and I wasn't his boss. I didn't care, but it wasn't just me. You know, it was, uh, those people that just always want to appear to be the smartest, the, the ones with all the answers, but you know, they've been there for like five minutes. Oh, here's another one that people readily mess up, uh, always say less than necessary. Say little and be ambiguous, leaving the meaning for others to interpret. The less you say, the more intimidating and powerful you are. Um, I have been that guy that that talked too much in the workplace, and I think it, you know, it worked against me. Um, it's one. This is something that I had been practicing, like, over the years, but when I read, you know, his law about it, uh, it sort of reinforced the fact, like, yes, uh, this is the way to go. I think um, Abraham Lincoln has a similar quote about it. Something about staying silent. He said, better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. <laughs> so, I I see this happening a lot, though. People that just, you know, you know the ones. They tell their life story to, to people that don't even care. And it's just, and you can kind of tell, um, they start to, reveal a little bit of themselves each time they do it and it's just better in a lot of situations to kind of hold back and not not give it everything this is probably a little ironic coming from a guy that um just speaks uh twice a week and puts out podcasts without any guest um but i promise you i i'm holding back i'm saying less than necessary here's a good law win through actions never through argument uh, demonstrate your point rather than arguing arguing rarely changes anyone's minds but people believe what they see uh, see this is this is a good one I have definitely been uh, guilty of this uh, in my in my youth I was a bit argumentative and felt like I could just simply win people over with my uh, logic and quick-witted responses um but that's that's not the best way to do it uh typically you just offend people i think a better example is just by living so well and being such a a uh a guiding light that people are just drawn to you um and then they want to know how is it you do things or whatever the case may be now, this is one that may be a little uh Controversial, I don't know, uh, but I, 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 it really speaks to me because I've known these people for sure. Uh, it said law number ten is the infection. Avoid the unhappy and unlucky. Avoid miserable people. They perpetually, the perpetually miserable spread misery like an infection, and they will drown you in it. And he goes on to say that this doesn't include people that are down on their luck you know people that have had hardships and you know trials and tribulations and are going through a hard patch in life that's not who he's talking about here these are the people that uh, typically they don't have any long-term relationships or they the relationships they do are very tumultuous Uh, they may have been through several you know jobs in a very short period of time, or they've just constantly, they have some sort of drama in their lives that seems to be the focal point. And it's um, about, you know, gossip and sort of tearing others down, or just continually, every time you speak to them, it's about some sort of new, um, some sort of new drama in their life. And In the book, like he has the law and then he will do like an inverse, you know, like, well, sometimes you do need to, um, you know, and he will flip the sort of the power on its head. Sometimes you, you need to, you know, do the opposite of this law. This is one of the few in the book where he's like, there are no exceptions. Don't associate yourself with the unlucky and unhappy. Law number 25 is recreate yourself. Create a powerful image that stands out rather than letting others define you. Change your appearance and emotions to suit the occasion. People who seem larger than life attract admiration and power. I do believe in this, that it's important to not get too settled into a particular identity. Always be looking for ways to sort of change it up uh, because we have these expanding minds. Our consciousness just wants to continually grow and expand. And I think this is one of the ways that we can kind of uh, hold on to our youth is by not getting too fixed to uh, old ideas and never be afraid to challenge those things. Have you ever had those uh, coworkers that whenever they were asked about what they were doing, uh, they always... Just focused on how hard the task was, and just really uh, made mountains out of molehills. Like even if it was difficult, they're going to tell you every excruciating detail of how how hard they're working. He says to do the opposite of that: make your accomplishments seem effortless. He says that uh, make difficult feats seem effortless, and you will inspire awe in others and seem powerful. And by contrast, when you make too much of your efforts, your achievement will seem less impressive and you'll lose respect. It's funny how so much of life is a paradox um, because no one really has to know all the behind the scenes of how you accomplish the goal. So even if it is like this monumentally difficult task, just making it appear effortless uh, puts you in a place where people are like, this person is just amazing. Like they're they're able to do these things with ease. They never seem stressed out over it. And I'll end with this one: never appear too perfect. Uh basically, people will hate you for it. <laughs> they don't want someone that is uh just perfect at everything. Um and he says, what you want to do, even if you're one of those people that is just perfect at your job. Uh, maybe attribute some of it to luck. That way, it it's not like you are the one doing all of it. You're not the soul the you're not the sole source of all of the accomplishments that you have. I'm curious to know what you thought of this book. If you've read it, could you let me know? I'd I really want to know if. Uh, if my Machiavellian side is just coming out, and I, I really like this book, or if uh, if these other folks that are offended by it are just being a little too uh, a little too holier than thou, you know the way I, he kind of makes life seem like a poker game uh, is the way I, I kind of interpreted this book. It's it's more about human behavior and how we can navigate those waters because there are people out there that want to manipulate. And, try to do things. So it's, it's good to read books like this because it helps you sort of identify those folks. Um, let me know what you think. You can reach me at the coffee buzz podcast at gmail.com. If you want to find me on the socials, I am on Instagram, the coffee buzz PC, and of course the website, the coffee buzz Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you for listening.